Hey guys, uh, brand new announcement. Super excited. I just launched my Patreon where I will, uh, that, that'll be my host for personal one-on-one mentoring. Uh, the link will be in the description. It's also patreon.com slash humans are divine, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, and I really encourage you to sign up. You know, really what you're paying for is for direct access and a relationship and an actual friendship with me. Uh, You know, listen, I don't claim to be enlightened, but I have definitely had uh, many uh, big, small, gradual, instant enlightenment awakening experiences that totally have transformed me. You know, is that arrogant to say? Well, I don't think so. I mean, you, you go to a restaurant and you want a delicious meal and you want the chef to be confident that he has the goods, right? So, you know. Yes, I have had these experiences. I, ha- I do have actual results in my own life. Uh, and on top of that, I've, I've, I've done the study, I've done the research. And, you know, I know that what I've experienced is something that comes down from Buddha himself, comes down from Jesus himself and, 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 and Buddhist monks and Christian mystics and etc. You know, it's not just, you know, me that, that's been through this. It, it, it is. And that's great that, you know, for you to connect with me because someone who's actually been through all of these things and gotten free from so much of our human dysfunction. But also, again, like I, I, I know that what I've, what I've practiced has come down from from ancient sources, so it's not about me, it, you know. Uh, it, it, you know, you, you get both. You get me, but you also get, you know, uh, someone who's who's knowledgeable about, you know, the real traditions, the Buddhist tradition, the Christian mystic tradition, Taoism, and things like that. So, again, you know, sign up. If you have any questions, if you want to talk to me, have a free conversation to see if you would even like me or want to work with me, go ahead and do that. But for the price of two copies a week, you know, you 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 get direct access to me and, and so much so, so much more things. So many more things, free classes and stuff like that. So um, I encourage you, why wait? What what are you waiting for? You can live an enlightening, enlightened, awakened life now. And uh, the choice is yours. Okay, thank you. Day three of our time with Bodhidharma. And it's been great. I've, I've been having a great time. And when the message speaks to the teacher, it must be a good message, because this isn't my message. I can't take any credit. I can't take any pride in this. We're just passing down this message from the Buddha and from our Buddha nature that even transcends the person of the Buddha. So it's a beautiful message. I I, want to remind you, I don't know how long this series will go. We'll keep going until we run out of his words to speak from or until till I feel like it, I guess. But uh, if you want to send questions about anything, again, you can go to anchor.fm slash humans are divine. You can record a question and you can I can play the clip of your question, of you speaking your question. So if you want your moment of fame here on humans are divine, you can go ahead and do that. Or you can just go to our contact form at humansaredivine.blog. And you can DM me on one of my socials, whatever you want to do. But yeah, so let's kind of get back into it. I'm not going to recap what we last talked about. Uh, We're just going to jump in and enjoy the Dharma together. We take refuge in the Dharma. We, when we listen to the Dharma, we give our, we get, we, listening to the Dharma is a positive, beneficial cause in condition and environment that we put ourselves under. 
And that's how growth happens. That's how awakening happens. That's how enlightenment happens. It's not full enlightenment, although that, that could happen, but enlightening moments. This isn't about you forcing yourself to wake up by your willpower. You forcing yourself to be happy by your willpower. Your part to play is to get connected or put yourself in the right environment and, and, and put the right ingredients in your life and in your day that are going to help you. And the three things that, that, will, that will help us the most, that will give us the best karma, cause and effect, the three actions that we can do, or really the three things that we can do to, to let other things act on us and affect us, a pizza doesn't work on being a pizza. The pizza needs all the ingredients to be a pizza. The pizza is dependent upon the pepperoni and the tomato sauce and the dough. And all of these things come together to make the pizza. But the pizza is not a pizza by itself. The pizza is a pizza because all of these elements and factors come together. And so we want to always put ourselves and be in the right place under the right ingredients, the right, the right elements, the right factors. And there's so many things that, that that can look like and do them, you know, do whatever you can think about. Not in some like religious, you know, Ned Flanders, goody two shoes kind of way. Oh, I'm going to be in the I'm going to do the right thing all the time. So I, so I can get rewarded and, you know, I can get a, a star by the teacher that that's not what karma is. That's not what cause and effect is. This isn't about that. This is this is this is not a personal thing. This is just the way it is. It's not personal. You're not you're not you're not going to get you know an angel or a a dakini or a, or a, a past Buddhist a guru is not going to appear to you and say, "Oh, good job. You did all the right stuff. You and your ego. You and you you and you alone. Wow, good job." And you're not going to get beat up if you do it wrong. Oh, you messed up. This is all your fault because we're all connected. You messed up because of because of because of all of the bad things and conditioning that have caused you to mess up. Does that that's not an excuse to keep messing up? Again, you have a choice of what conditions you put yourself in just to start to to go to 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 bend back the bad karma to turn it around. So please do that. But understand that you're not you're not doing this alone, and that's a good thing because you can't get prideful or arrogant, but you also can't get beat up about it. Do what you can and, and keep going. And so we take refuge. We 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 receive good karma. We we oh man. We we put ourselves in the right conditions. And th those three, the, the biggest three things, the best things that we can do is is we take refuge and we go to the Buddha and we go to the Dharma and we go to the Sangha. We look to the Buddha as you know as a source of inspiration, hope to learn from him. But the Buddha is not just the person of the Buddha, although that's part of it in the in our relative life, but but what about the absolute Buddha? The Buddha is you. The Buddha is your Buddha nature. The Buddha is is your essence. And so we take refuge in that. We take refuge in just the fact that here I am, who I am uh, it, uh deeper and also beyond you know, my, my, the roles that I play in society and the identity that I take on, I take, I don't take refuge in the fact that I'm, I'm a successful person or I don't get beat up that I'm a defeated person or, you know, no, the, I, I take refuge and I go to who I really am. And, and, and as I start to just live in that and have faith in that and, and realize that little by little, you know, that's good, that's good karma. I take refuge in the Buddha. 
I take refuge in the Dharma. I listen to, to the Dharma. I listen to Dharma podcasts. I, I read Dharma books. Not again, it, not this boring thing. I, I go to what resonates with me. I go to what inspires me. And, and, I, and I, put, I, I listen to these words because you can listen to negative words or positive words. You can listen to words that are going to help you or hurt you, but the Dharma are words that can help you. That's why, you know, you listening to this podcast is, is giving you good karma. It's it, it's a good uh, environment to be in because it's going to do something to you, do something positive to you. I take refuge in the Sangha. I, I connect with people who who want to who wanna be free of suffering, just like me. We can encourage each other. Whoever you surround yourself with, what do they say? You, you know, you are your who your friends are or whatever, however they say it, right? <laughs> you know? Show me your friends and I'll show you who you are, some shit like that. So anyways, so right now we're we're taking refuge in this truth, but we're also taking refuge in, in Buddha because this truth came from Buddha. And we're taking refuge in community because you and I are hanging out together at this podcast. You're not alone. You're, you're, you're actually living out our Buddha nature, which is our connection, on top of all the other things that it is. Okay, back to Bodhidharma. So he's he 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 goes into this like question and answer kind of deal. So uh, I'm gonna try and do a different voice when I'm doing the questioning, so I don't have to say I'm doing a question and then I'll do my regular voice to be Bodhidharma. So let's read this. But suppose I don't see my nature. Can't I still attain enlightenment by invoking Buddhas, reciting sutras? making offerings, observing precepts, like doing good stuff, practicing devotions, like praying to the Buddha or something, or doing good works, you know, helping people. No, you can't. So you can't attain enlightenment by all of these things that you do. Let's just let's stop right there because that's so good. So so again, I, I just talked about karma. I talked about I, I talked about how every every cause has an effect. Every they're, they're, we're always surrounded by environments and conditions that are going to affect us one way or the other. And so what happens is again, this this is the Ned Flanders guy. It's, you know, the, people think okay, oh karma, karma, and, and they they miss the message of Buddhism, which is like hey, like wake up to who you are, you, you know. And we won't we won't get there, but we, we won't talk about that. But they think oh, I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna do good works. I'm gonna help people. I'm gonna you know go give food to the to, to the houseless. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray to the Buddha. I'm gonna observe precepts. So like I'm gonna make sure if I feel like lying, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna steal. You know whatever. I'm gonna make offerings. I'm gonna give my money to the to the to the Buddhist temple to spread them. All of these things, right? And hey, that's all good stuff. We, do it because you want to do it, and that does spread good karma. But you're not gonna you're not gonna wake up to who you are by doing those things. There's a difference. Do it. You should. You should do those things. But you should do those things with the right heart, because you want to. Because if you, you know. Anyways, I won't get into that. But but you know. But but don't misunderstand. Don't misunderstand that. That that that's one cat. That's one topic. That's one thing. To, that's one thing we can talk about. But right now, Bodhidharma is like I'm trying to talk to you about how you can be enlightened, and the way that you get enlightened is by seeing who you really are. And to get to that place, yes, we have to meditate. We want to go to Dharma talks. We want to do these things. But when it happens, you're not going to say, oh, I'm enlightened because of this, that, and the other. You're like, no, I just get it. I see who I am. Oh, okay. When Buddha attained his enlightenment, he said, I didn't attain anything. 
And he said it in this, and you know, that, that's a paraphrase, but he, he did say that. He's like, I didn't attain anything. Why? Because it's always who he was. He just woke up to who he was and we're waking up to who we are. And if you, if you are, if you attach your awakening to the things that you do, then you're already looking in the wrong direction. You're looking outwardly into your actions, but actions are not going to cause you to see who you are. You got to look in the mirror to see who you are. <laughs> okay. So back to it. So the questioner, well, why not? If you attain anything at all, it's conditional. It's karmic. It results in retribution. It turns the wheel. And as long as you're subject to birth and death, you'll never attain enlightenment. To attain enlightenment, you have to see your nature. Unless you see your nature, all this talk about cause and effect is nonsense. Buddhas don't practice nonsense. A Buddha is free of karma, free of cause and effect. To say he attains anything at all is to slander a Buddha. What could he possibly attain? Even focusing on a mind, a power, an understanding, or a view is impossible for a Buddha. A Buddha isn't one-sided. The nature of his mind is basically empty, neither pure nor impure. He's free of practice and realization. He's free of cause and effect. Okay, so again, he's saying, he's, he's coming against this idea that if I do the right things, I'm going to get rewarded for it. Again, that, again, like like that kind of view of 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 karma, and again, on in in one way, well, number one, if you do right things, it's, again, it's not like an angel's an angel's gonna come and say, "Oh, good job." But I mean, look at it like this: karma is like this. It, it's the more good we put out into the world. I mean, sure, there's you know, you're you're the more you, the more good that you put out into the world, you're now you're living in a more good world than it was before. Even if it's only like fraction by fraction, half a percent by half a percent. And so, yeah, can that come back to you? Oh, sure, because you 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 live in a world. It's like we're all in the pool, and bad karma is like pissing in the pool. I mean, you're you're gonna affect yourself, of course. That's just the way it is. But it's not that you're being punished by some like God or something. It's just your cause has an effect. And it's affecting the world that you live in and others live in. So everything that we do is going to affect that. But again, we're not waking up to your Buddha nature is not, you know how, you know, hopefully you've heard, you've heard other, the, the first two, you know, uh, podcasts. And if you haven't, you know, maybe you should go do that first. You don't have to, but listen to it eventually. But I'm going to, I think I talk about, I'm pretty sure I do. I talk about, you know, again, we have two ways of looking at ourselves. There, there's, there's our absolute self, our Buddha self, and then there's our relative self that relates to our regular life, that's connected to our, you know, our, our regular life. And, and we're living both. We're not. It's not one or the other. Okay. Uh, some people take take Buddhism and, and mysticism the wrong way, and, and they think, oh, I'm trying to transcend this life. Oh, I'm trying to leave this life. Oh, and and so they 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 neglect the regular human stuff. Because they want to go and they think that, that that Buddha nature is separate from this stuff. And 
we have to understand that we're living both. We're living with our regular perspective, but at the same time, we're living with our Buddha perspective. A basic example, our regular perspective, you and I are separate. I'm over here, you're over there. From a Buddha perspective, we're not separate, we're one. But what that even means, I don't know, because even the word one is just this concept that I have in my head. it's, It's more beautiful than that. It's more real than that. And so having said that, yes, we still need to live in a world where I hope that we would all want to produce good actions and only release goodness from our words and from what we do and how we see things. Because that'll make the world that we we're still we still live in this world, this regular world. We want it to be a good place. But from another perspective, I'm free from all that. I'm free from good karma, bad karma, good effects, bad effects, because I who I really am is 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 deeper than that, is beyond that. It it's yeah, and, and again, words, you know, it's funny that I'm I'm doing this podcast series and it's funny that we have these buddhist books right because sometimes when 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 people when zen masters would attain enlightenment they would go and like burn all their books they all their good buddhist books their sutras and stuff forget this i don't need i don't need this right because they had this realization that 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 there 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 is no little me that needs to grow up i am who i am i am suchness right i am thusness here i am i'm just me I'm just a reality. Can you describe the color red to me? What's talk about the color red? You can't. It is what it is. You have to just experience it. And so, the, you know, like like the example of of the of the guy who's enlightened or the girl who's enlightened, you know, who who burns a book. That's an example of somebody realizing, like, oh, it's like I, you know, what is this book going to do for me? That I, I already am who I am. But the book was necessary to get you to realize that. The truth wasn't in the book. The truth is in the truth. The truth is just when you experience it, you know it. But the book helps you realize, helps you get to a place where you see for yourself. This is this is what Bodhidharma is saying. Like, like because again, people are connecting, like, ah, oh, they're, they're they're putting they're putting their they're, they're putting all their faith in what they're doing and and they're hoping oh man i'm gonna keep pushing i'm gonna keep doing the right thing so i can see who i am so that i can get enlightenment and that's what he's coming against it's like no it's not about what you do because who you really are again from that from that buddha nature perspective you don't need to do anything you are good you are complete you are right you are wonderful you are beautiful you are safe you are sound you are enlightened you you're good and when you live from that perspective you don't put so much faith in what you do or don't do. But again, you still live in this regular world and what you do is going to affect people. So don't do bad stuff. But don't think that enlightenment comes from what you do or don't do. It comes, it's already here. That's the thing. It doesn't come. <laughs> but sure, in our experience, it seems like it comes. And in our experience, we want to, sure, we, we do want to, quote, get to that place. So there's 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 a balance here, but then it's it's not a balance. It's it's again the words that I'm speaking are dancing around this truth, and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to wake you up. And if you don't feel like you wake up, that's okay. You can still be at peace right here and right now. Don't worry about oh man, am I getting enlightened? Am I not getting enlightened? Am I getting it? Am I not getting it? What's going on? Ah, no. See that that that's again that's like another thing of of uh, it's like another hamster wheel 
a karma hamster wheel that you're trying to like not put too so much faith in, but it's a hamster wheel of your mind and your intellect. Am I really getting it? Oh, I think I got it now. Oh no, I don't got it. Let me go read that book again. Let me read that. Let me, let me read 10 books every day to try and figure this out. Again, that's you trying to do attain enlightenment by karma. <laughs> okay. Back to Bodhidharma. A Buddha doesn't observe precepts. A Buddha doesn't do good or evil. A Buddha is an energet energetic or lazy. A Buddha is someone who does nothing. Someone who can't even focus his mind on a Buddha. A Buddha isn't a Buddha. Don't think about Buddhas. <laughs> if you don't see what I'm talking about, you'll never know your own mind. People who don't see their nature and imagine they can practice thoughtlessness all the time are liars and fools. They fall into endless space. They're like drunks. They can't tell good from evil. If you intend to cultivate such a practice of, of, of being thoughtless, you have to see your nature before you can put an end to rational thought. To attain enlightenment without seeing your nature is impossible. So let's stop right there. <laughs> Another way that people try and, and attain karma by their efforts, which is what we're trying to avoid, is oh I'm gonna I'm gonna work real hard having no thoughts in my head. <laughs> And they think that by doing that, that they're enlightened or they're going to wake up or they're going to earn enlightenment. You're trying to earn it. You're, you already believe you don't have it, right? Now, again, it, uh, 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 balance this out. It's hard to see your own Buddha nature. Sure, if your mind is full of worries and thoughts and thinking. And so you want to practice shamatha meditation Samatha meditation, same thing, you know, rest meditation, calm abiding meditation. I call it rest meditation. You, you need a restful mind, a calm mind, a clear mind. Yeah, definitely. But we're not putting faith in that. That is just creating the right conditions for something to happen to us. But again, when the thing happens to us, we don't take credit for it. We don't feel like, oh, I did all this stuff because we understand that that it's not just me. It's not just me and what I do. It, it's it's all of reality, we're coming together and, and we're helping each other out or we're hurting each other. And so we all want to do our part to help. But but back to this point that, you know, again, meditation or right now we're talking about rest meditation. Great. We, that's good. But if you're looking towards rest meditation to be your savior, that's wrong because you don't need a savior. And what we're doing in Zen Buddhism is we're, we're having faith that we already are a Buddha. All right, back to the text here. Still others commit all sorts of evil deeds, claiming karma doesn't exist. They erroneously maintain that since everything is empty, committing evil isn't wrong. Such persons fall into a hell of endless darkness with no hope of release. Those who are wise hold no such conception. So, you know, Bodhidharma just said there is no karma. Buddhas don't do anything. But, you know, now he's kind of like, balancing it out because he knows people are going to are going to say well bodhidharma said there's no karma so i'm going to go and just you know do whatever i want let me just go and and just you know snort you know 10 pounds of cocaine and let me just you know have unprotected unethical sex with everybody and just get all crazy there's no karma i'm a buddha he, you know he's trying to okay no that's stupid that's not what he's saying he, he's saying that 
that's not what I'm saying. He's he's trying to say no. That's that that's a silly. <laughs> and people who you know, if you ever come across somebody who who tries to, who tries to convince you to do that or whatever, let me tell you, they don't know who they are. They they are Buddha, but they don't know they're Buddha, and that's why they're being they're being dumb. What you do matters. Don't hurt people. And if you make a mistake and, and hurt people, well, have compassion on yourself, but don't don't do that. Okay, back to the questioner. But if our every movement or state, whenever it occurs, is the mind or Buddha nature, why don't we see this mind when a person's body dies? The mind is always present. You just don't see it. But if the mind is present, why don't I see it? Do you ever dream? Of course. When you dream, is that you? Yes, it's me. And and is what you're doing and saying different from you? No, it isn't. But if it isn't, then this body is your real body. And this real body is your mind. And this mind, through endless kalpas without beginning, has never varied. It has never lived or died, appeared or disappeared, increased or decreased. It's not pure or impure, good or evil, past or future. It's not true or false. It's not male or female. It doesn't appear as a monk or a layman, an elder or a novice, a sage or a fool, a Buddha or a mortal. It strives for no realization and suffers no karma. It has no strength or form. It's like space. You can't possess it and you can't lose it. Its movements can't be blocked by mountains, rivers, or rock walls. Its unstoppable powers penetrate the mountain of the five heaps and cross the river of Samsara. No karma can restrain this real body, but this mind is subtle and hard to see. It's not the same as the sensual mind, or like your regular way of thinking of what you think of like of your mind. Everyone wants to see this mind, and those who move their hands and feet by its light are as many as the grains of sand along the Ganges. But when you ask them, they can't explain it. They're like puppets. It's theirs to use. Why don't they see it? Okay, so again, he's explaining this absolute self that we talked about, how you're a regular person, but also a Buddha person, and you want to live from both perspectives. So again, from your... You know, when he's talking about, you know, you know, this, this mind or, or Buddha nature, that's not male, not female, not this, not that doesn't, you know, whatever. What I want you to think about is let, let, let's, let's kind of like try and, and really think this through, you know, who is this? He's saying that there's a part of you that can't be touched by what you experience, by what you go through, by the ups and downs of life. There's, there's something in you that is you that is totally connected and, and part of you in this and, and, and it experiences this life. It's one and connected to what you experience in life, but somehow it, it's not this life. It's separate from this life. Or I'm going to say distinct because it's not disconnected. It's connected, but it, it, there, there, there's an element. There's a way of, there, there, there's a part of you that, that doesn't, you know, so for example, when, when you, you know, get, hurt and stub your toe there's something in you that, that doesn't get hurt when you feel sad there's something in you that's not sad what is that 
There's different ways of explaining it, different ways of looking at it. One way of explaining it is it's the awareness itself. It's the experiencer itself or the experience itself, or it's the perception of the experience. It's the consciousness of the experience, the, the cognizance, the knowing of the experience. Because think about it, when you see a tree, the awareness is not the tree. It's aware of the tree. The tree is what the awareness is of. So your Buddha nature is, it, it, it's, a, it's a few things, but, but one of the main aspects, one of the main things of, of, of what it is, is it is awareness itself. Not the awareness of, you know, for, so for example, me, I, you know, I am, you know, this 31-year-old genderqueer meditation teacher. I have a certain perspective, right, in, in my ordinary, ordinary life. But it's, so, so, so that, that person that I described, you know, I like punk music, I like Christopher Nolan film, you know, whatever. I have a certain perspective, a certain viewpoint, a certain, you know, of, of, of the universe, and that person that I described can be it can be aware, but it, that person is aware through my subjective identity. That, that person is aware through the spe the specifics about who I am. So I hear music I don't like doesn't resonate with me. I hear oh I don't like that. I'm I'm, I'm aware out of the, I'm, uh, there's just the music as it is, and then and then it, it translates through my specific identity and, and personality, and I hear oh I don't like that. But the music in in itself is is the music that I don't like. Is it bad? No. So from pure awareness, because there, again, there, there's there's the subjective awareness, the awareness of of my specific identity. Excuse me. And then there's pure awareness where I don't hear oh I like it or don't like it. I just hear it for what it is, the noise for what it is, that, that music. And th and that's you know that that pure awareness, which doesn't judge, doesn't. Oh, I like this. I don't like that. That's good. That's bad. That's this. That's that. There's this pure awareness that resonates with what it's aware of in its purity. It is, it is what it is. It's just an experience. It's just reality. That is what Bodhidharma is talking about and what Buddhists are talking about when we talk about your Buddha nature, who you really are. And there's, 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 there is other things to be said about your Buddha nature that I don't want to get into, like compassion and emptiness, spaciousness, voidness, and, you know, I probably already put like questions in your head. What is that? You know, but don't worry about that right now. It's good. I promise. And it's probably not what you think it is, but awareness is, 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 is a huge part of this awareness. Your awareness can't be hurt. Your awareness can't be touched because when you, when you feel a touch, the awareness is aware of the touch. It's not the touch. It's not right, and it's it's connected with the touch. There, there there's a continuity here. There, there's a oneness here, but awareness is always naked. Awareness is always pure. It's always, it is what it is. It's not this or that. It's aware of this or that. There's a difference. And again, you can't think about this too hard in your mind. Like I really got to figure this out. What is he saying? It'll speak to you. It'll it'll come alive to you. That's the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah, listen to me talk about it. You know what? You know, instead of listening about awareness, go practice awareness. 
which is why we that's why we meditate right because when you you know it's it's like me trying to describe again the color red oh red it's it's in the warm family of colors like have you seen orange it's kind of like orange uh but it's more more red than orange oh geez i can't really explain it let me just show you let me show you a, a rose let me show you a red cool car let me show you a, a fire truck <laughs> it's that <laughs> i'm trying to talk about awareness but and maybe you'll, you'll get something out of it but go be aware practice awareness because awareness it is the essence of meditation it's the main point it's what you're doing when you're meditating you're getting in touch with this part of you which is the see that's what's so cool about meditation is is i'm telling you you are are acclimating yourself to be in touch with who you already are you are awareness that's 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 one of the elements of your core self of your buddha nature of, of of mind with a capital m and so when you're meditating you're getting familiar with who you already are how cool is that you're coming back home you're coming back home you are safe i i think i posted a little little snip of this some like the same you know you are safe and sound in self-existing awareness because this awareness did you create this awareness no you you were born aware this awareness is who you are maybe you you you've made an identity for yourself and you can say oh i'm this you know because i got into it i'm i'm that because i got into it i'm the best at this because i studied hard and practiced okay that's cool but your awareness is something that you can't take credit for it is what it is it's always been with you you're your naked awareness is this self-existing awareness. Awareness itself has been with you from the time you were born. And it's been aware of your life from your perspective all throughout your life. <laughs> it's been with you. And it's been aware of all the things around you. Awareness will never go away. Things will come and flow. Your identity will change. You'll find new interests. And life will be good. And life will be bad. And whatever. But that awareness was never touched. That awareness was always just experiencing what's going on. And that's part of what we're trying to get into in Bodhidharma. With Bodhidharma here, that's what he's saying. Anyway, so let's get back to it. The Buddha said, people are deluded. That is why when they act, they fall into the river of endless rebirth. And when they try to get out, they only sink deeper. And all because they don't see their nature. If people weren't deluded... Why would they ask about something right in front of them? <laughs> how do I be a Buddha? How do I how do I be enlightened? How do I be aware? It's, dude, it's right there. It's right in front of your nose. <laughs> and you know, that's what it feels like when you have these great awareness moments, we'll call them. It just feels like, oh, this is it. I've felt this before. You know, I don't want to guarantee, but but I am pretty confident that all of you listening have had these moments of awareness and, and as you meditate and as, as you have these, you know, awakening moments, you're going to go, Oh, okay. That's kind of, Oh, wow. I felt this before, but now I get it. I understand what it is, but I've been here. Bodhidharma, not one of them understands the movement of his own hands and feet. The Buddha wasn't mistaken. Deluded people don't know who they are. See, you just don't know who you are, but you're waking up to it now, right? Something so hard to fathom is known by a Buddha and no one else. Only the wise know this mind, this mind called Dharma nature, this mind called liberation. 
Neither life nor death can restrain this mind. Nothing can. It's also called the unstoppable Tathagata, the incomprehensible, the sacred self, the immortal, the great sage. Its names vary, but not its essence. Buddhas vary too, but none leaves his own mind. You see that? There, there's, there's different labels for this awakening. The, the incomprehensible, he says. The sacred self. Oh, I thought there was no self in Buddhism. Well, the Bodhidharma just said there's the sacred self. There is a self, you can say. Maybe self's the wrong word because we, because when we hear self again, we we attach all, we attach roles and identities and descriptions, and that that's not the self. But there is this again, this presence. There's this reality. There is you. You're you. You. you I don't know what, what you are. I can't I can't fully say it, but you're you. <laughs> you're this presence of awareness. You're this. You know. Hmm. So good. Bodhidharma, help us see what you're talking about here. We calling on you. Hmm. The mind's capacity is limitless, and its manifestations are inexhaustible. Remember, that mind doesn't mean your thinking mind. It means your Buddha nature self. Seeing forms with your eyes, hearing sounds with your ears, smelling odors with your nose, tasting flavors with your tongue, every movement or state is all your mind. At every movement where language can't go, that's your mind. So when you get stuck of trying to explain your experience, and again, there's a time and place to do that, sure, but, but when, when we're talking about Buddha nature and, and, and living life to its fullest and really soaking it in, it, you just can't explain it. Just live it. Just enjoy it. You trying to explain it, understand it, you're, you're putting a filter over life as it is. The sutras say a Tathagata's forms are endless, or a Buddhist forms are endless, and so is his awareness. Bodhidharma, the endless variety of forms is due to the mind. You see that? All of the things that we experience, the variety, the distinction, the, the, the diversity is due to your Buddha nature. So these things are not bad that we experience. We just, we just can't put the cart before the horse. We have to just understand how things work and then we can enjoy them the right way. We're not, listen, Buddhists, we, we enjoy life. But we don't cling on to the things that we enjoy because, you know, life is an ebb and flow. He says, the mind, its ability to distinguish things, whatever their movement or state, is the mind's awareness. But the mind has no form in its awareness, no limit. Hence it said, a Tathagata's forms are endless, and so is his awareness. A material body of the four elements is trouble. A material body is subject to birth and death. But the real body, so he's talking about your Buddha nature, exists without existing because a Tathagata's real body never changes. The sutras say people should realize that the Buddha nature is something they have always had. You see that? Wasn't I saying that earlier? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this wrong. Kashiapa only realize his own nature. I don't know who that is, but good for him, right? <laughs> or her. Our nature is the mind, and the mind is our nature. This nature is the same as the mind of all Buddhas. 
Buddhas of the past and future only transmit this mind. Beyond this mind, there's no Buddha anywhere. But deluded people don't realize that their own mind is the Buddha. They keep searching outside. They never stop invoking Buddhas or worshiping Buddhas and wondering, where is the Buddha? <laughs> don't indulge in such illusions. Just know your mind. Beyond your mind, there's no other Buddha. The sutras say everything that has form is an illusion. I want to stop there. Everything that has form is an illusion. What, what, what is, what's he saying here? Well, we've talked about it in other parts of the series, but forms, we're just, you know, a lot. sometimes when, when they use the word form, they're just talking about the objects of experience, the things that we experience, whether those be physical things or mental things, anything of experience. So we can say that whatever we experience is an illusion. What does that mean? Does it mean it's not real? Should I not care about what I experience then? Oh, you know, reality is a hologram, you know, some like crazy new age shit or whatever, right? You know, looking looking at it from one way. Okay, yeah, that's true. I, I get it. But we can, all, we can take this the wrong way and again, get into weird, weird stuff and errors and, and things like that. Not really get it the right way. Again, compared to who you really are, the realness of who you really are, then yes, what we experience is not real. It's an illusion. It's, but it's still real. You know, there's, there's a very famous Buddhist philosopher. He's like one of the, the dudes, one of the main dudes. And, and uh, I'm going to paraphrase what he said. Cause I, I, I know I, I'm going to say it like really good where I I'm, I'm saying what he's saying, but I just can't remember exactly verbatim, but, he said something like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put it in today's terms, like with today's, another example. I think he talked about a cow or something. I'm going to use a dog. If you say that this dog is real, you are deluded. You're confused. You're wrong. Okay. You're, you, you, no. But if you say that this dog is not real, well, then you're stupider than the first guy who thinks the dog is real. A lot of people take this Buddhist message that what we experience is an illusion and they stop there. But that that sentence, what we experience is an illusion, is like, like you know, we can't find truth in logic. Ultimate truth. Relative truth, yes. Look both ways before you cross the street. Don't eat. Uh, don't ingest, you know, Windex. You know, there, there's truth that we got to follow for our ordinary lives. But but ultimate truth can't be found in words. So if someone goes, oh, yeah, this dog isn't real. Oh, yeah, all reality is an illusion. And there they go, back in their mind, putting faith in something that they're experiencing, which is this this, this sentence. No, that, no, you're missing it. You don't get it. Nope, you don't get it. <laughs> and so sometimes we use words to kind of bring people back to reality, to the to, to an experience. So if someone if someone is is really no this dog is real we have to tell the person no the dog's not real, but that if someone is like oh yeah the dog's not real well, no well the, the dog is not not real, and we kind of again we're we're playing with words we're dancing around words to get you to have an experience of your Buddha nature which words cannot box in words cannot contain words cannot encapsulate different ways of talking about this, but again the way that I always like to talk about it is is, is again. Hey, 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 the things that you experience are real, but compared to you, 
the experiencer of experience compared to, to you, your true self, or as Bodhidharma said, your sacred self. Well, yeah, it's not real. Like a movie is real. There's real stuff happening. You feel emotion. There's, there's a story and characters and their lives. But compared to real life, it's not real. I can take a candle. It's light. It has real light. And in the dark, it's something. You can see it. But take a candle out into the blazing sun outside. And there's just light everywhere. There's just, you know, the candle, the significance of the candle, the, the realness of the candle, who, who cares about it? Because there's, you know, compared to the sun, compared to a, a glorious sunlit day, this, is the candle, does it exist? Is it real? That's kind of, you know, that, that's what we're saying here. <laughs> Anyways, he says, wherever you are, there's a Buddha. Your mind is the Buddha. Don't use a Buddha to worship a Buddha. So I'm going to stop here, and we're going to wrap it up. A lot of groovy stuff, groovy words, good stuff. And I just, I just want to remind you that, you know, if this stuff isn't making sense to you, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me either, by the way. <laughs> it makes sense to something in me, which is my Buddha nature. But I, I just want to... I just want to make sure that we balance things out. And when I say that, I don't mean what, what we're talking about. I'm talking about you and what you're doing to start to wake up more and more and get more happy and happy. Half of the battle is listening to stuff like this, but the other half is meditation. And meditation is so important. And look, I spent some years of my life where I didn't, I meditated, but I didn't meditate as much as I should have. And I was just so involved in reading these Zen books and, and explanations of Zen and, and Buddhism and things like that. And again, there was fruit. There was th those th those were good causes that call that that, ha that caused good effects in my life. And and I was I was getting more free. And 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 you know, there's examples of that, and that's great. But if I can go back in time, I wish I would have took meditation more seriously. You need meditation just as much as you need, or maybe even more than, than you need. You know, hearing things like this, the truth, the Dharma. Uh, you know, I've read, you know, Buddhist sutras and, and, and mystic scriptures from other faiths. And there were times when I was like, man, I just don't get it. I'm trying to get it. And I don't know. I had a flash, a glimpse here or there. I just don't get it. And, and now that I've taken meditation a lot more seriously on this half of my life or this half of my journey, because remember in the beginning, I wasn't, I wasn't as much. Think of meditation as like, give, and again, these are just words, but giving you Meditation like forms this way of seeing the world in you, so this mind in you or this perception in you, so that when you hear things like that, they just make sense. Then you go back and read those books or hear those things and you're like, oh, that's what he was saying. That's what she was saying. Oh, that's what they were saying. Got it. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Meditation is so important. And, and and, you know, honestly, if, let, let me just be honest here. I probably avoided taking it as seriously as I should because I was lazy. <laughs> I mean, let's just get real. Uh, I don't want to do that. It sounds lame. It sounds boring. I don't want to just be what what is. I want I want my mind to be excited by by these, these Zen, crazy Zen, you know, things, writings and koans and stuff like that. <laughs> and again, you need that. Don't lose that. But 
but but you need to meditate i'm telling you like don't don't do what i did don't waste your time you need to meditate you need to sit you need to be with what is because all of this stuff that we're talking about another way that you can hear uh, we're, 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 i'm talking about the dharma the other way that you can hear the dharma the dharma is everywhere the dharma is being preached and, and shouted at you everywhere all the time it's always in reality as it is so when you meditate and you get closer and closer to reality as it is the moment as it is without what you think about it how you feel about it how your ego feels about it thinks about it how your relative self understands it just be with what is as what is the more you do that you you you're going to have moments when you just have your own you're going to you experience this in your own way and you express it in your own way oh oh my god this happened and then you'll come back to this podcast or to a to, to a Buddhist thing or talk or book, and you'll go, "Oh yeah, that that's I I expressed it like this, and they're expressing it like that." But yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, you gotta meditate. You gotta you gotta practice awareness, naked awareness. You gotta just be with what is. So, anyways, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Please, humansaredivine.blog. Connect with me. I wanna I wanna connect with people. I'm not interested in being. A spiritual celebrity, a traveling speaker. I don't really want to do that, honestly. I don't want to be. I don't want to do that. There's, there's enough of those people, and we need them. And thank you for them. There's enough books out there. I don't want to write a book. I don't need to. The, the knowledge is out there. What I want to do is I want to take that information, and I want to help you get it quicker than I got it. So again, you you already heard the, the patron commercial. I'm not going to repeat that. But uh, if you want to donate, PayPal.me/slash/humansaredivine. If you want to help this message get out there, um, what else? Yeah, hey, listen, whoever you are, connect with me. Even if you don't want to be one of my mentees or whatever, you don't want to be a patron, let, listen, I'm, I'm here to talk to the world. I, I want to dialogue with the world. I want to help the world. If you want to argue with me, I don't want to do that, so don't message me. But if you want to just have a good friend, you want to connect, do it. And I will see you all next time.